0: Thank you for listening to the podcast for Burlingame United Methodist Church, located in Burlingame, California. Each week, we will share a sermon by Rev. Ann Duncan. Thank you for joining us on our journey through the Bible. A reading from the Gospel of Mark, Chapter 2 verses 1 through 12. When Jesus returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home. So many gathered around that there was no longer room for them, not even in front of the door. And Jesus was speaking the word to them. Then some people came, bringing to Jesus a paralyzed man, carried by four of them. And when they could not bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, They removed the roof above Jesus, and after having dug through it, they let the mat on which the paralytic lay. They let it down. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven. Now, some of the scribes were sitting there, questioning in their hearts, why does this fellow speak in this way? It is blasphemy. Who can forgive sins but God alone? At once Jesus perceived in his spirit that they were discussing these questions among themselves, and he said to them, Why do you raise such questions in your hearts? Which is easier, to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven, or stand up and take your mat and walk? But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, stand up, take your mat, and go to your home. And the man stood up and immediately took the mat and went out before all of them, so that they were amazed and glorified God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. Thanks be to God. For this word. There are those among you who are listening today who are sick and in need of healing. You may also have friends and neighbors who are sick and troubled. Some of our pains are physical. Our bodies no longer work the way they used to. We have failing eyesight, loss of hearing, or arthritis. We're battling cancer, heart disease, or dementia. Some of us have illnesses that we'd rather not discuss with others. Mental illnesses, addictions, and broken relationships weigh us down. Members of our own families face physical challenges, mental struggles, and brokenness that is not always visible. For all of our pain and heartache, we cry, how long, O Lord, how long must we suffer? How does the Bible, how does Jesus respond to our need for healing? Today, we continue our journey through the Bible. Last week, we heard Jesus call fishermen and us to follow him. Today, we turn to Jesus as healer. In the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, there are dozens of accounts of Jesus' healing power. Jesus cured a man with an evil spirit. Jesus healed a man with leprosy. Thanks to God, a girl on her deathbed lived through Jesus' healing. Over and over again, people came to Jesus to be healed. In our scripture today, beside the Sea of Galilee, Jesus healed a man unable to walk. In the story of the paralyzed man and his four friends, we learn more about Jesus' healing powers. The healing power of Jesus offers hope for us today, just as it did for the paralyzed man and his friends. As we heard in the scripture, the setting for our account today is in the village of Capernaum, a small fishing village on the northern shore of the Sea of Galilee. No more than a few hundred people lived in Capernaum, Jesus was in the house of Peter's mother-in-law. You remember Peter. He was one of the four fishermen who left their nets and followed Jesus. So many people had come to the house to see Jesus that there was no room for anybody else. We know nothing about the man who was paralyzed. We do not know his name, age, or the cause of his paralysis. All we know is that he was unable to walk. Neither do we know anything about his four friends. We can, however, confidently say they were true friends. When their friends heard that Jesus was in Capernaum, they did not hesitate to carry their paralyzed friend to Jesus. Imagine that they picked up the mat on which their friend was lying. The four friends then walked up the road to the house of Peter's mother-in-law, with each one holding on to a corner of the mat. Now, perhaps along the journey, neighbors yelled out questions. What are you doing? Some observers may have even muttered under their breath. Well, that's foolish. Someone is going to hurt their back. Did anyone really believe the paralyzed man would be able to walk? It would seem that the four friends did. The four men arrived, carrying their paralyzed friend. And yet we hear that they could not physically reach Jesus because of the large crowd. So the friends did an amazing thing. The friends climbed onto the flat roof, cut a hole in the ceiling. It says it dug out the ceiling and lowered the paralyzed man on his mat down to Jesus. Now, listen to that again. The four friends climbed onto the roof. Okay, that's a feat unto itself. They cut a hole in the roof and then lowered a man down into the house. That is no small feat. These friends had confidence in the power of Jesus. They believed Jesus could heal their friend. And when Jesus did heal their friend, when Jesus saw the faith of these four friends, he said, Son, I forgive your sins. People watching this unbelievable scene countered, Jesus can't talk that way. Who does he think he is? But Jesus spoke again to the paralyzed man. Get up and walk. And the paralyzed man did just that. Can you imagine what happened next? Jesus's healing was in full view of a large crowd. Everyone recognized Jesus's power and praised God for the healing. And those five friends must have danced home together. Sometimes we get so caught up in the joy of this occasion and the other accounts of Jesus's healing that we forget the central truth of all these stories, the power of Jesus to heal. These healing stories tell us who Jesus really is. Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is the one who heals people who are sick. Today, I proclaim that Jesus has the power to heal. Did you hear that? Jesus has the power to heal. I am not suggesting that we abandon our trust in the human healers around us. Physicians, therapists, and counselors are all gifts from God. The medical and counseling community provide wonderful healing help. We all need to take better care of ourselves. Jesus should not do what we are able to do for ourselves. And we all need friends who will walk beside us when we are sick. And certainly, there are no easy answers to the illnesses we face and the illnesses faced by people we love. For some situations, there's no magic pill that will make us well. A one-hour visit with a physical therapist will not make us whole. A single counseling session will not solve our problems. Yet when there is brokenness and suffering and pain in our lives, in the lives of people we love and in our world, we must remember still that Jesus heals. There are times in our own lives and times in the lives of our loved ones when we need divine intervention. There are moments when we need a healing Messiah to touch us and make us whole. The paralyzed man and his friends had exhausted every other solution. Jesus alone could enable that man to pick up his bed and walk. We are told in this story that faith is a condition of healing, both the faith of the paralyzed man and the faith shown by his friends. Their determination to overcome physical obstacles exhibits a faith that moves Jesus to heal the man. We must not doubt like the religious leaders in Jesus' day. Instead, we must recount the times that Jesus has indeed healed and keep faith that Jesus will continue to heal. Sometimes we individually need to go to Jesus. When you're hurting, talk with Jesus. Other times, we need to lift up our family and friends and bring them to Jesus. When in our journeys through life, we are sick in mind, body, or in spirit, we need Jesus. When a child is sick, lift up the child to Jesus. When our spouses or siblings or parents or friends are hurting, seek from Jesus healing and comfort. When we are wounded, ask Jesus to be present with us. By calling on healing for Jesus, I am not promising that any of us will be spared suffering. Most of the healing I've witnessed has taken place not instantly, but over a long period of time. Sometimes Jesus provides no visible cure that we can discern. Eventually, all of us will die. Yet I have seen Jesus wrap people in his arms. Sickness and brokenness are not God's desire for our lives. Every one of us is on a journey that takes us toward one destination or another. Like the journeys of everyone else, on our life journeys, we will find allies, face opponents, and still lean toward our desired goal. Today, I simply remind all of us that Jesus is with us on our journeys. The paralyzed man and his four friends crossed paths with Jesus, and they returned home rejoicing. In the end, everyone present, Jesus' disciples, the crowd, even the religious leaders were, quote, amazed. Everyone praised God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. Today, I invite you to let your journey seeking physical, mental, and spiritual healing intersect with Jesus the healer. You and I should be confident that God hears us when we talk and pray. I am confident that if we seek Jesus out, Jesus will minister to each of us. I am confident that if we are persistent, God will have compassion. God in Christ will heal us. Where are you hurting? What are your needs? Where's the emptiness in your life? Where are you just limping along? What are the needs of people in your family, in your community? Where in this vast world of ours do we need healing? Sometimes we have to pray for people who are unable to pray for themselves. The paralyzed man could not have gotten himself to Jesus without the help of his friends. Sometimes we have to help a friend along. The good news this morning is that Jesus can touch you and others and make you whole. Jesus can heal. Let Jesus join you on your journey today. Let us end in prayer together. Almighty God, we pray that all of us, may be comforted in our suffering and made whole. When those among us are afraid, give them courage. When they feel weak, grant them your strength. When they are afflicted, afford them patience. When they are lost, offer them hope. When they are alone, move us to their side. When death comes, open your arms to receive us.